0: Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailments. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites, does not each of you On the Sabbath, untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water. And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he had said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. I almost didn't even go to synagogue that day. Look, I know you're supposed to go to worship every Sabbath, but over the last 18 years, it just became harder and harder. See, 18 years ago, something happened to me. I started to get bent over until I couldn't stand up straight anymore. I just I couldn't. And, and when that happened, everything changed. I mean, do you have any idea what it's like to not be able to stand up straight for 18 years? My body hurt all the time. I couldn't look up at the sky or make eye contact with people without, without twisting my neck. Daily chores that were easy for other people were hard for me. For 18 years, I looked at the ground Stared at the ground everywhere I went. Nothing makes you feel like dirt as much as having to stare down at the ground all the time. But the worst was how other people reacted and treated me. See, they grew up learning the same thing I did, that when someone has something really wrong with their body, it's because something is wrong with their soul. That it's a big moral failure, a sign of evil, that they're possessed by an evil spirit, that they committed some horrible sin God is punishing them for. But listen, over those 18 years, I did a lot of thinking. And while I'm definitely not perfect, I don't think I'm that much worse than the people around me either. And no matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't come up with any reason why this has happened to me, or what I had done that was so wrong, or or why God might be mad at me. But that didn't stop other people. They started to whisper. Maybe they thought that since I had trouble standing up that I had trouble hearing too, but I could hear everything they were saying. They said I was cursed, unclean that I was dirty and sinful. People started to avoid me, even my friends. They were scared that if they spent time with me, I might make them unclean or God might curse them too. After a while, people didn't even remember my name. I was just that woman. The bent-over woman. The crippled woman. The broken woman. Like it defined me. And i got to tell you, as time went on, it just became easier to avoid people. I mean, why should I go outside when people are just going to stare and whisper and avoid me, wash their hands after being around me, and, and never touch anything that I touch? Even at, even at synagogue, people wouldn't sit near me. And you can judge me if you want, but after a while, I just stopped going. To be honest, I wondered if God cared about me, if God could even see me at all. And I know I'm not the only one who has felt that way after experiencing something awful and having real problems in life and feeling like God isn't answering your prayers. So, what I'm saying is, I almost didn't go to worship that morning. But I changed my mind because I heard that Jesus was going to be in town. Everywhere I went, people were always talking about Jesus and how loving he was and how kind he was and how wonderful he was. They were all amazed at what he was teaching. And since he was on his way to Jerusalem and passing through town, I figured I'd go and see for myself. Everything started out normal. I was, I was way in the back, in the Lankwist section to start just like normal. But then Jesus saw me and he told me to come over in front of everyone. I felt so embarrassed. I didn't like being in front of people. Why is he doing this? Is he just going to try to humiliate me in front of everyone? Is he going to talk about God being angry at me or about this horrible thing that I must have done? But Jesus didn't say anything like that. Instead, he bent over to look me in the eye and he said woman you are set free from your ailments I thought that was a funny word to use ailments he didn't say you're free from your evil demons or you're forgiven from that horrible sin you committed he made it sound like the problems with my body had nothing to do with my spirit that it wasn't my fault that it had nothing to do with how much God loved me, that it wasn't God punishing me or testing me or even some big part of God's plan like some people told me. It was was just a thing that had happened to me and not the thing that defined me. He made it sound like it was just a medical thing, like like a sore tooth or a broken bone. Do you see how amazing that is? With just one sentence, Jesus declared that that people who have disabilities are not worth less or loved less by God, but that they're God's children too and are meant to be loved and included the same. With just one sentence, Jesus said that it's our job as people of faith to do whatever we can to make sure everyone is welcomed and included, especially people with disabilities and impairment. I was still trying to wrap my head around what Jesus said I mean this was so different from what we had been taught but Jesus didn't stop there he put his hand on my back and helped me to stand up straight just like that do you have any idea how good it feels to stretch for the first time in 18 years it was amazing And that's when it hit me. Because of Jesus, I wasn't that woman anymore. I wasn't the bent-over woman or the crippled woman. I wasn't the cursed, unloved, unclean, broken woman anymore. The truth is, I had never been any of those things, even though people tried to put all that stuff on me. And now, because of Jesus, everyone knew the truth, that I was the woman who was loved by God. I had wondered if God could even see me, and it turned out that Jesus was able to see me even when I was hunched over all the way in the back of the room. It was amazing. But not everybody was happy about it. The leader of the synagogue was angry at Jesus because he'd healed me on the Sabbath. See, everyone knows that the Sabbath is supposed to be this day of rest when you don't do any work. When God first gave the Ten Commandments, the the Third Commandment said we have to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. That since God rested on the seventh day, we rest on the seventh day. It it says in the Bible, you shall not do any work. You, your son, or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or, or the alien resident in your towns. Even slaves are supposed to get a day of rest on the Sabbath since Our people used to be slaves in Egypt, and we remember what that was like. So maybe, I don't know, maybe at some point your pastor will preach a sermon about how this commandment is one of the reasons why people should be paid a living wage so they're able to rest on the Sabbath too, but I don't know, maybe he will. Your culture makes all these silly divisions between politics and ethics, but I think God cares about all of it, about everyone. I wasn't sure what Jesus was going to say back to the religious leader. I mean, our leaders have spent a lot of time figuring out what's okay to do on the Sabbath and what's not. And not everyone agrees on what qualifies as work. Some religious leaders think that doing work to save someone's life on the Sabbath is okay, but healing non-threatening stuff isn't. I don't know. The rules about Sabbath are pretty strict and Technically, Jesus was breaking them. And ever since that day, I've been thinking and trying to make sense of what Jesus said. He said, you hypocrites, don't you untie your animals and lead them to water on the Sabbath? Then why shouldn't this woman be set free on the Sabbath too? It didn't make a lot of sense to me at the time, but I think I understand it more now. I think Jesus was saying we've been looking at things wrong. It's easy to think that perfectly obeying God's commands is what makes God love us. But when your faith becomes all about following rules and commands, eventually you can become so obsessed with them that you lose track of what's really important. You can spend all your time thinking about commands and doing everything you can to not mess up until you're not even thinking about things like caring for people or serving people or or telling others about God. It's like a spiritual narcissism. You can even end up forgetting about God and why we got these commands in the first place. See, commands are good, but I think what Jesus was saying is that love is better. When Jesus healed me, he was telling everyone that God cares about my well being and life more than laws and commands, that God loves people more than rules. And taking care of other people is more important to our faith than any rites or rituals. And if any of our laws or traditions or commands get in the way of us loving people, then it's probably time to rethink them. Maybe even get rid of them. See, rules and commands are good and important, but not when they get in the way, when they hold people down, or keep them bound. The whole point of this third commandment is that God loves us so much that he wants us to rest so we can take care of ourselves and our bodies and be refreshed and reconnect with God and find peace and have some joy in life. After all, God made us, and and God knows that we're tempted to always be going, 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 doing, 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 especially that pastor of yours. So God gave us a command to slow down, to rest every week so we don't wear ourselves out. Sometimes we confuse being busy with doing God's work, but they're not the same thing. And I think it's probably good to be reminded that even if we stop and rest, the world will keep turning. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Everybody knows the world doesn't turn. It's flat. How silly is that? (laughs) At least this is what I think Jesus was trying to say. I think about it all the time. And you know what? I go to worship a lot more now. I realize that keeping the Sabbath holy means making time for God. And even though my body is healed, my soul sometimes feels really worn out. And hearing about how much God loves me makes me feel refreshed and encouraged and just good. In fact, I'm starting to think that the whole reason Jesus came, the whole reason he's traveling to Jerusalem is because of God's love, and that Jesus is going to follow that love wherever it leads him, and no matter the costs. I know I'll never forget the day when I was just staring at the ground all the way in the back, and Jesus looked up and saw me with love. And here's the important part I really want to tell you. He sees you, too. And no matter how you've defined yourself, or how others have tried to define you. This morning, he's offering you something new. I think you should take it. Amen.